Hello, Wall. Welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 410, and today we'll be talking about understanding Willow from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. So, Understanding Willow is the episode where Amity tries to remove herself from a memory of Willow's, only to accidentally start setting massive fires throughout Willow's memory forest. And I happen to think that perhaps Amity had more help than she expected in the burning down of that forest. Um, you're blaming Luce, GC, for burning Willow's memories? Actually, no. I am blaming the inner Willow. She was uh, quite upset and decided that the reasonable, level-headed, mature thing to do would be to just purge all of Willow's memories of Amity. I guess being on fire will do that to you. You think that, well, the inner Willow, okay, so if you want to go into, like, really meta-analyzing this episode and the reasons why Willow would, like, well, because out of sight, out of mind, like, Willow specifically would agree with Amity. She wants to destroy those memories. And the inner Willow wanting to, like, oh, what's the word? Um, that, like, strat, the scorched earth strategy wants yes, to do that literally. with the memories as a way of, like, protecting herself. Like, that does kind of track. Cause it was just, it was the extreme of the behavior that Willow was already doing, which was causing herself harm in the long run by trying to reduce harm right now, which was just like yeah. trying to ignore everything. I, I do wonder if the inner Willow getting ignited like that was at least partially responsible for how very flammable Willow's memories turned out to be. I don't think that's an intended interpretation of the episode. But it comes up every time I watch it. Like, like the memories are so easily forgotten? Well, that the, the memories are catching fire so easily because the inner willow is upset and running around burning oh. everything. The inner willow got a torch. Amity gave inner willow a torch and she yeah. just ran with it, is what you're saying? Uh, it feels like that, but then if you look at it logically, the inner willow is leaving aside certain memories that were burned in the, you know, when the photos in the classroom. Right. The progression seems to be that the flame is stronger than, like, Inner Willow's own will, because, right, she, you know, completely loses everything there for a moment. Um, And once they cool her down, then she's cool enough just to continue making the same decision. Question yeah. mark? Willow is scary when she gets angry, by the way. We usually don't see her angry, but, like, Inner Willow's not the only one who can, uh, get some oomph. Yeah, they definitely have structured this show where it's, like, um, Luce is not the, like, chosen one with, like, extremely gifted talents. Uh, Willow is, but <laughs> Willow isn't the main character. Well, Gus too, Gus too. Yeah, Gus is also extremely talented. But yeah, that's funny how Luce is like, they, they, they switch the main character around because they usually have like the main character and then like the doofus character. Oh yeah, Luce had some doofus character going on in this one. Luce is the, like the comic <laughs> relief doofus character. Willow's like the main character and Gus is, I don't know, the best friend. You know, talking about comic relief, did you see when the inner Willow sent Amity and lose into that one memory 
how Amity gently lands on the bed and bounces off of it, and Luz just goes flying <laughs> into the wall. It's like, who are you mad at? I think that's more of a function of Luz versus yeah. Amity. <laughs> and not so much how they were thrown. Like, this is th- this might not have been Amity's first time in a mindscape. Or no, I think it is. I think it would, I think it is. Which, okay, side note, that's a power that Ida just has. Like, lest we forget how powerful she was, she can just super casually draw a circle and take matter that exists in the world and transplant it inside of your subconscious. Yeah, we'll see people do that later in season two, and they have to put a lot of effort into that, although they did not have a sleeping host, so that might have been part of it. Yeah, I'm thinking definitely the fact that Willow was just wide open, Mm -hmm. you know, for the conquering makes it easier. I imagine somebody who has like an iron brain and is within their wits would have, it would be much more difficult to get inside their mindscape. But, I mean, Ida does say she was the strongest witch to ever live, or most powerful, something. Yeah, definitely she has an understanding of that wild magic that, um, she should really write down. <laughs> like, this woman <laughs> needs should, to write a book. She doesn't have the patience to become an author, though. That's the problem. She just get King to do it. King's a proven author. Proven? Only if he's, uh, cribbing off of somebody else's work. <laughs> I mean, he can write a book, just not one anyone wants to read. <laughs> that was a discussion for like four episodes ago. <laughs> Maybe he's the one who wrote Azura. Right, exactly. Yeah, with with this episode, I feel like I have to watch it and I have to like take notes. Oh, I took notes after this one. No, but like take notes, not to discuss in a podcast, um, but to like <laughs> to remember for the next, like the se- whole season later. Right. Having to remember all of these like details. Well, like, does the egg thing come back up? <laughs> I wish. What egg thing? <laughs> the, the memory full of eggs that Luz thought was a ball pit. What is the timestamp for that? Um, I can't remember. All I know is Amity says, yeah, that one's hard to explain. And then she never explains it. It's like the noodle incident all over again. A, a much more important timestamp as I was trying to figure them out was uh, at 1147 when they show the... Uh, roller coaster park and they're riding on the roller ghoster there's a little sign that says seat belts uh but they just have a very cute sign for (laughs) that the ghosts should also wear seat belts which is love love the fictional rules about ghosts what are you gonna die a second time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but you know i know last week in the episode, I talked about Luz has to tickle all sorts of things, including her locker. We got to see some of that today. Yeah, and if you leave it open for too long, it gets mad at you. Yeah, it gets very upset. Maybe she just didn't tickle it enough. Yeah, I don't know why you couldn't just tickle it a second time. Yeah, that's... I don't know. When the lockers get get into a mood, they're in a mood. Okay, wait, here we go, the egg part. Yeah, there's just a lot of eggs. <laughs> that's That's why it's so mysterious. Oh, I just see the eggs. They fix the egg memory. Maybe it's like some sort of demonic Easter, which sounds fun. <laughs> like I, the the worst part about Easter is how like unblasphemous it is. You know, I want something maybe a little <laughs> bit more risque, a little spicier. Exactly. Some of the eggs are full of cherry bombs. <laughs> Speaking of spicy, 
the 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 heart of this episode, the big reveal is how Amity's you know choices made back when she ditched Willow were influenced by her parents. Uh, directed by would be a better yeah better word y- yeah what what do you think do we do is this uh, the reaction in show is Willow doesn't immediately forgive or forget but does see it as a step you know in the right direction that they both acknowledged this and then you know Amity restored this memory well here here's the thing right is that at the time Amity is like. 14, 15. That's kind of like their ages. Well, in the back, in the flashback, presumably she's even like a little kid. This is another yeah. classic Owl House. Oh, look, they have red hair. They must be way younger, you know, flashback. So I don't know. She might be 10 or something. Yeah. So, so this is like a little kid, right? I feel like you're holding a little kid responsible for being mean to another little kid because their parents are literally telling them to do that. <laughs> like you have to do what they right. say. Like, you can fight them, sure, mm-hmm. but, like, you're 10 years old. You know, they they control how when you eat. I, I would figure <laughs> that Amity could have at least said, hey, my parents say we can't be friends anymore, but I guess Amity thought it would be better for Willow to be mad at her? I, I don't know. It's When you're emotional, you make bad decisions. Well, you also can't hold a little kid responsible for believing their parents, right? Like, if if a little kid says... Or does this terrible thing and because their parents made them think it was okay. Like, they are also not responsible, really, when they're that young. You know, obviously, Amity is now older. And the thing that makes it so that Willow didn't immediately forgive her is because the hurt wasn't just from, like, what happened, you know, however many years ago. It's also from the fact that Amity continued to choose to torment Willow, like, which was not in the con. Like, her parents were like, now you have to bully this child. You know, <laughs> right. she. That was, <laughs> like, that was that, Bosch's job. That was not in the fine print, you know? Um, like, she was definitely, like, and when we first saw, met Amity in this show, like, she was just antagonizing and tormenting Willow for no reason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was in a patronizing way, though. Not a, not a proper bully. Yeah, I mean, I mean is that a behavior? Bully that <laughs> enough. Like, is that to tell herself over and over again that what she chose to do and continues to do was the right path? Like, yes, Willow is beneath me. Yes, Willow is a loser. Therefore, it all makes sense. The narrative my parents gave me makes sense. Yeah, my exactly. My makes sense. Well, it's not even the narrative that her parents gave her. Amity is struggling to come up with an explanation for why they can't be friends anymore. And then when Willow throws out the, is it because I'm a weak witch, Amity latches onto that immediately. Well, it could, like, Amity, like, her parents are very much shifting the blame of why they can't be friends to make it Willow's fault. If Willow could just have better magical skill, then you could be friends with her. But, you know, she just doesn't want to do that. You know, this idea that, like, people choose to like, have whatever abilities they were born with. And so Amity, in a way, blaming Willow because her parents are blaming Willow, and her being like, you know, it's not it's not my fault that, you know, she's like that. I'm just following the natural order of things or whatever. The funny thing is, I don't think Skara's a particularly powerful witch either. Skara's just popular. Yeah, that's that's her superpower is being popular. She seems fairly nice for a person who hangs out with Basha, let's be real. Her parents might be rich. 
Yeah, they probably are. That's why uh, the <laughs> Blight really, family... Yeah. Rich and or powerful. Oh, I, I loved when her invite got tossed by Basha, and the, the all the teachers were excited, kid fight, kid fight, even yeah. people... <laughs> You would think would be responsible for breaking it up, like the kindergarten teacher. Listen, it's like, oh boy, <laughs> Alex Hirsch cannot avoid a- <laughs> kids fight, fighting. Fight, I can fight. sell this. You know, no, like literally recurring joke <laughs> in Gravity Falls is we love to watch children fight physically and cause each other harm. What greater Which, entertainment? It's just true if you're like working in animation. Does Alex for Hirsch children, have children? You know. Like, you have to <laughs> take joy in that. But, like, why did the kindergarten teacher have to be so excited to watch? I mean, I can kind of understand the detention teacher. He's kind of a dirtbag. But the, I expected better out of my spider lady. I, I guess she is voiced by Jasper, so. Um, not entirely related, but thinking about wild magic again. Uh, Willow demonstrates using non-plant powers earlier on here. Uh, making the yeah, as fort a child. that they made disappear. Yeah. So I guess pre-coven, you can do whatever and yeah, explore for a while. It's, it's the coven mark that seals away your powers. Yeah. You're like encouraged to specialize so that when you get the coven mark, you'll be good at it, but like there's no law. Yeah. I find it interesting that the regime doesn't like pre-assign the roles. Because that freedom seems, I don't know, maybe it works both ways. Like, if you let people buy into their coven, then overall they're still in the system of having a singular power. Ooh, that sounds very Matrix. Yeah, I don't know. I just was reminded that that was a thing. Like, yeah, Willow wasn't powerful yet, but in some sense, just the fact that, like, she was trying different kinds of magic was, uh, you're more powerful than than you are now, but not really because Willow is really powerful as is <laughs> with with just the whole plant thing. But so I totally got lost in Alex Hirsch's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Perfect. Alex Hirsch's personal life section on his Wikipedia page is interesting to say the least. It seems like it was written by somebody who has scoured through every possible social media of Alex Hirsch and interview and everything and like compiled information from there because it's crumbs guys there's like nothing here <laughs> and, like, this man has not talked about his personal life like at all and <laughs> and so like and, and and that tracks because I have also not heard anything about Alex Hirsch, like especially in the, the the like communities that I'm in, like they really do like to talk about the personal lives of some of the people who create this show, which is why I know like a lot about these random cartoonists because it just sort of absorbed it secondhand through like people being really interested in that and the person just being like, "Ooh, I have lots of attention. I'm going to tell stories about my life because a lot of people are listening." But this is not the case with Alex Hirsch. There is like nothing on this man except. From 2015 to sometime before April 2022, Hirsch was in a relationship with the Owl House creator, Dana Terrace. Yeah, I remembered hearing that. I had no idea. Like, I knew about Rebecca Sugar and Ian Jones Cordy from the beginning of the show. And, like, it was always like, oh, like, you hear about them in the background and you have that context for it. And you're like, oh, you know, how good for them. 
But here, I had no idea. I thought they were just, this is really funny. This adds completely new context to this entire show to me. And also, apparently, that they're not together uh, anymore. I mean, be honest. Would you want to live with Hootie? <laughs> yeah, which ties back into the end of this episode. Uh, maybe as a stand <laughs> for uh, a symbolism of what it would be like to live with Alex Hirsch for one whole minute. That was just a karmic ending for Gus. He deserved that. Why? Why did he deserve that? For being so demanding, he could have just chosen to interview Ida. He could have just chosen to interview King. He he promised that he would pick one of them. And then he goes and picks Hootie. The boy gets what he deserves. Okay, yeah, that's fair. By the way, unfair comparison to Alex Hirsch. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> I'm sure it's not this bad. Once again, I'm back to reading the Wikipedia page to get more information. <laughs> it does it does recontextualize some things. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh my god. Okay, so... This is how dedicated somebody or some people have been to following the lives of these two random strangers on the internet. Is that the, the sources they have proven... And the only ones they have for these guys being in a relationship was one tweet from Alex Hirsch saying that his girlfriend, Dana Terrace, looks like Dana Scully. And then a post later that, that Dana Terrace made that was like, update on my life. And it says, after a cancellation, a breakup in a couple rough years. And then she like draws a comic about her life. And people were like, oh, a breakup. She was with Alex Hirsch. They're broken up and like put it on their Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. So we're, we're at. Uh, intelligence analyst levels of Wikipedia pages. Got it. No, but like, <laughs> like I'm just. This is. Look, everyone who <laughs> everyone who works at the CIA needs something to do in their downtime. The Owl House is what some people do in their downtime. It's okay. I don't know. I feel. <laughs> I feel like if you're this obsessed with like two random strangers in the relationship, like I understand why people are private on the internet. Like this is the reason I deleted my Twitter. Like. <laughs> I, as a, when I was younger, I used to be like, maybe my art's going to take off and I'm going to be like super popular one day and people are going to look at my art and think I'm so cool and smart and funny. Whatever. No, that's not what happens. What happens is that people hyperanalyze absolutely everything that you do say or imply and figure out extremely personal details about your life that are absolutely none of their business and then believe that they are like friends with you, even though you have no idea who this person is. And it's called building a parasocial relationship. And sometimes I'm just like, that's an interesting word that I have no interest in learning. And then I'm like, oh, right. It describes the entirety of the internet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Which I, I pride us in watching animation where it is only if you do build a parasocial relationship with uh, the characters you're watching, at least they, they can't be hurt because they are just cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Like be insane about characters that don't exist like that's fine but when it's like an actual celebrity and not the character they play but the celebrity not even yeah. celebrities the cartoon creator for a cartoon that you like right in the background <laughs> like it's not their face it's their voice but you wouldn't be able to tell so <sighs> just consume the internet responsibly guys don't be to this level I mean, people do it everywhere. The professional wrestlers get it real bad. Really? 
Well, that's right, you're into professional wrestling. That's right. Weird, extremely unexpected fact about GC that literally surprises me to this day, despite having known him since... <laughs> 2015? Jesus Christ? Um, is that you like wrestling, and you are very much into wrestling. The Owl House. <laughs> so, are you guys ready for my really small problem with understanding Willow? Yes, great okay. segue. Okay, so, uh, when they were doing the photo class, the Illusion Homeroom teacher said that the more vivid memories had more vibrant colors, and they did not show that at all. Like, there was no difference in the saturation levels on any of those photos. Literally unwatchable. I think maybe they just pulled the vivid memories. No, she was telling them to look at the difference between them. Mm. Like, she expected there to be a clear difference. Yeah, that is something that, like, that is one of those attention-to-detail things that, like, I've seen Owl House creators do before. Oh, like with the theme song, which I still love, by the way, that they would have the different uniforms in the theme song depending on what track someone is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That as well, but, like, especially with stuff that's, like, their continuity when it comes to stuff for plot-related reasons, like timeline stuff, they have, like, down to the mark. Like, I bet in this office there's a giant, like, timeline that has the list of all of the events that happen in order so that everybody can keep it in mind and not like get things mixed up because that's the level of like continuity beats that they are keeping straight and so here maybe they did have it planned and then they took it out but they forgot to take out the voice line like i could imagine mm. that or like they they remembered but it was kind of too late and they didn't really feel like going back in for something that um they might have just not specified to the animators. Yeah, I mean, coloring happens even separate from, like, the animation, right? So there could definitely be a disconnect there. I, I don't know, though. I feel like a teacher might say, look close, but we don't actually inspect the photos. And then the really simple version of it happens later, which is just that burned memories are very weak <laughs> and they lose all their, you know, saturation. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's why it's a small problem, though, right? I like the scene anyway, because Luz mentioned seeing all the colors of the brain bow, and that was <laughs> nice. We have pain bows, now we have brain bows. Yeah, Luz is adorable. Like, being the class clown when you're a girl is very difficult. Like, you're more just seen as annoying or a troublemaker instead of, like, the class clown. And I, I, and I appreciate how this show, like, portrayed her like there's a lot of love that goes into loose and there's a lot of like the creators very much see themselves in her which i think they have actually verbatim said and you can really see that and feel that <laughs> because you've character. been stalking their twitter accounts and have a pretty good idea of because i read their wikipedia and i <laughs> because i follow their tumblr in which they only exclusively post art and there was that one like comic that dana posted on tumblr that was like this is how my life is going and i remember reading through like the entire thing and then a comment was like or like the the tag was like oh glad to hear dan is doing okay and i'm like wait should i know who this is and i had to scroll up so that's how i saw it like i wasn't like stalking their social media. right no you were not building a parasocial relationship no yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> no i mean like i think these people are super cool and i respect them a lot but also like what happens in their personal life especially if they're like intentionally and obviously trying to keep it private if they're if they're posting it all over social media and like telling people about it, 
obviously they're a bit more cool with people in general knowing about it, but if they're making a very obvious effort to keep stuff kind of private and behind closed doors, like it makes, like, I, it feels weird to, <laughs> to intentionally go to break through the barriers that they have set up, etc. Now, I, I guess I did have another, uh, we're talking about Luz being a little bit of a weirdo, not completely all there, like, you know, oh, she didn't, you know, mention anything against shenanigans as she turns the photo. She had another one, it's like, oh, something is wrong with Willow. Should I bring her to the school nurse, or should I bring her to public enemy number one's house, where I also <laughs> happen to live? And she decides to bring her to Ida. Well, Ida solved the problem, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, the Ida, right knew, Ida could teleport her into her brain immediately. But at no point was there a thought that maybe I should check with the nurse. Like, we could have got a funny scene where the nurse was like, I'm pretty sure she's always like that. But no, we gotta, gotta move along, gotta move along. That would be funny. That would have been, I would have laughed for that. They could have cut out the egg memory uh, to get it, and I think the nurse <laughs> joke would have been funnier. Wow. I love the level of analysis when it's like, I'm pretty sure if we cut out this joke and insert in my own fan joke, <laughs> yeah. that would have worked better. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll release the GC cut later. We'll get a, yeah, get a they, rough edit. They literally shortened the theme song, which they almost only do for like yeah, plot-heavy sure. like season finale episodes. But no, they shortened the theme song so they could add one extra joke about how healthcare professionals don't care about their patients sometimes. Only only in schools. Uh, it would be a general joke about how uh, nurses... Yeah, oh, nice. it's not just in schools, GC. I am so sorry. Is <laughs> bad. But, uh... Oh, I liked I liked Gus's little conspiracy board. He wanted to get an interview with Tanella Nosa, but she was unavailable. Nose girl. <laughs> I love her. Nose girl. Famous author. With her pew pew with the King's uh King's glasses and the, the jacket. His jacket too, I believe. That interview would have met all the qualities. Yes, and voiced and somewhat used as a persona for the show's creator so i guess that means she was too busy uh writing her new book to do gus's interview i, I liked how adagast was also on there uh in his wizard form as a potential interview interview candidate i i don't think he's available either so okay wait 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 wait, wait. two times so you mentioned her being her writing her new book i was like no she didn't write that book she was just personifying it for that scam no there were two separate times that this character has been a famous author. Yeah, well, one time as herself, and then another time as, uh... Well, Dave, David hasn't seen that episode, but I uh, can't remember her name. Me neither. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The Good Witches are a author. Yeah, we'll get there in a few months. Why couldn't they just Give it put Tanella's face on the back? It would have gotten her more credit. Yeah, too much effort involved. She would impersonate an author, but she would never plagiarize one. That's too far. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for us on Understanding Willow. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Leave us a comment. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 